Hey friend, welcome to the Lilypad Network. My name is Savannah and I'm a 20-something who is obsessed with climbing the ranks in public accounting as a CPA, but then realized I wanted more than just my career. On this podcast, we're all about discovering our next thing together. Just like frogs pause on lily pads during their journey, we're pausing on this lily pad to discover that thing. On this journey, we'll also learn how to take care of ourselves along the way so we can show up as the best version of ourselves. Together, we're building a network of lily pads. So girlfriend, let's hop to it. Hello, friends. Thank you for hanging out on this lily pad with me today. I am so excited to be back on the mic again for the second time this week. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but I am so happy to be doing twice a week episodes. I hope that you're loving having this concept of interview Mondays, solo episode Thursdays. Let me know what you're thinking. If you love it, if you're vibing with it, send me a message on Instagram. If you have any suggestions for guests, for solo episodes, I am all ears. Just slide right into my DMs. I gosh, I just have this overwhelming sense of gratitude as I'm recording this. So I just wanted to start off by saying thank you so freaking much. So today's episode is going to be questions to ask yourself to find your dream job. And when I'm saying dream job, you obviously can't see me, but I'm putting it in air quotes because I don't believe, at least in this season of my life, that we have just one dream job. I believe to my core, it's possible for us to have multiple passions in our lifetime, maybe multiple careers and multiple dream jobs that you don't have to lock yourself down into. Once I find my quote dream job, that's it. Like I'll never have another passion. I'll never want a different job. Like once I have it, that is it. Also, when I'm saying dream job in this sense, I'm saying it's a dream job for this season, for the season of life that you're in, what is that dream job? And I know that these seasons can change quicker than you think, or they can drag on longer than you think. So I just kind of want you to have that context before we dive in. I'm not talking about the dream job that you will have from the time you are 22 until the time you are 75. Like you can have multiple dream jobs. That is totally fine. I will do a pep talk episode on dream jobs, giving yourself grace and finding them, all of that. But for now, I just want you to know like that little caveat before we dive in. Also, know that this is a tactical episode. So I would encourage you to grab a notebook or pull up the note section on your phone please, 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 please don't do this while you're driving um, or, I don't know, while you're doing dishes. Like, don't just drop your dishes and have that shatter in your sink to write these down. Like, you can come back to this episode at another time if you need to, but know that it's going to be, I'm going to give you like, I think I have eight questions. Yeah, eight questions that I'm going to give you to help you find your dream job, at least for this season. Also, I feel like I'm giving so many disclaimers to start this, but I really kind of want to set the foundation. Like, you're going to have multiple dream jobs. That's okay. It's okay if you need to come back to this episode, hit pause right now, come back when you're in a better spot. And then the third little disclaimer advice is 
know that you're not going to come up with an answer for your dream job in one minute or even one sitting. This is something that's going to take some hunting around, like dream job hunting, some reflecting, sitting with your thoughts, journaling, meditating, prayer, chatting with loved ones, and that is okay. So I just want you to know that that you're not going to have this like aha moment as soon as you answer one of these questions. And I would even encourage you to not answer every single one of these questions in one sitting, to kind of let yourself percolate on these questions, like listen to them, write them down, think about them. And as you're going about your week, your days for the next week or so, kind of pick one question to answer each day and really allow yourself the time to dive deep into these questions. So with that, are you ready to get started? I know I am. Okay. The first question to ask yourself is what fills your calendar and why? You'll see with the next eight questions, or the next seven, all of the questions, I'm going to ask you why. And I guess before we dive into the first question, I'll give you all eight of them so you can write them down. So the first one is what fills your calendar and why? Second question, what fills your soul and why? Third, what did you dream of being when you were a little girl and why? Fourth question, what was your favorite job you had growing up and why? Five, what do you love doing at your current job and why? What do your friends always ask for your help on and why? Is there anything that you've overcome in your life, trauma, addiction, mental health, um, grief, any of those things that you're now passionate about helping others overcome? You You can ask yourself why with this, but you don't necessarily have to. And then question eight, what do you lose track of time doing and why? Again, these questions are in no order. Um, they're just to kind of get your mind thinking. So we're going to dive into the first question. What fills your calendar and why? So this is a great time to pull up your calendar, pull up your Google calendar, pull out your planner, pull up your work Google calendar or whatever you use and really write down and reflect on what fills your calendar. Are these things that really light you up or are these more chores um, commitments and things that don't bring you energy. Well, you're not going to find your dream job by looking at this. You can start evaluating and start kind of getting the context of things you like doing and things that you really dislike doing. So for example, the meetings that I have on my calendar that are one-on-one conversations, helping mentor some of the newer team members really light me up. But some of the more like administrative status, like big group calls are meetings that kind of drain me and I don't really look forward to going. So this kind of just gives me an idea of things. Maybe my job that I have right now is my dream job. Maybe it's not. We're not going to really go into that. But it gives me at least a context of like, okay, I really like doing the mentoring and helping the other team members get up to speed with their work. I like reviewing their work. I like coaching them. So 
what other areas of my life can I implement this in? How can I do more of this in my work? And why do I really enjoy helping them? Is it because I like teaching? Is it because I like coaching? Is it because I like watching them improve? Is it I like those people and interacting with them, but I actually don't like coaching? Or mentoring? Like these are all questions you can kind of ask yourself as you look at what fills up your calendar. The second question is what fills your soul and why? So again, this kind of, you can kind of ask this in conjunction with your calendar, but what are the things you do that are on your calendar or maybe aren't on your calendar that fill your soul? That I kind of think of this question as What are the things that I don't even have to put on my calendar because I know that I'm going to do it because it fills my soul? So examples of that are walks or conversations with Michael after dinner. Like I don't put, Michael is my fiance. I don't put those conversations on my calendar. I don't like schedule in 30 minutes and invite him to a Google calendar invite. But I know those fill my soul. And asking myself, why? Why do those fill my soul? Um, I know that working with others on podcasting really fills my soul. It's like while I have that on my calendar, I know I don't I don't personally need it on my calendar because I know I would do it. It's more just like a reminder that I need to reach out to people and I'm going to work co-work with other people at that time. The third question to ask yourself is, what did you dream of being when you were a little girl or boy when you were younger? What would you tell people, when I grow up, I want to be an astronaut? And why? What was it when you were young that you were so attracted to this job? I know I always would say I wanted to be a teacher. And the more you dive into this question, you can kind of ask yourself, Did I want to be this job? Did I want to be a teacher because that was what was role modeled for me for women? Or did I want to be a teacher because I love helping people and mentoring and coaching and that aspect? For me, it's the latter. It's not that that's what was role modeled for me, but there is part of that, right? Like we're only exposed to so many things when we're a kid. Um, We're exposed to what our parents do, what our grandparents did or do, what our aunts, uncles, cousins do or did, and teachers. So it's so common for young girls to say, I want to be a teacher. But like the more they dig into that, it might not have anything to do with teaching. It might just be what was role modeled and they think is possible. So with all of these questions, keep asking yourself why. Keep really digging deep into this. And that's why I'm telling you not to sit down and try and answer all of these eight questions at the same time, because you would need like a five-hour date with yourself if you're truly digging deep into these questions. And one journaling tactic that I love is I'll write a statement. So when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a teacher. And then I'll ask myself, why? And then I'll answer. I wanted to be a teacher when I was a little girl because I loved communicating and impacting others, for example. I probably didn't have that wording when I was eight, but we'll go with it. And then I'll ask myself, why? I love the idea of creating an impact because, and just keep asking yourself why, keep asking yourself why. I'm going to do a whole episode on this concept called the fifth why, but 
ask yourself why at least five times and just keep diving into it. You can even ask yourself why more than that, but I would encourage you to ask why and why again until you get to the root of this. You'll know when it like either you tear up, you have that gut like tingly feeling, you're like, holy beep, that is what the answer is. Um, I could swear on this, but like that didn't feel appropriate. Anyways, you'll, you'll know when you get to that. Um, so let's dive into question number four. What was your favorite job you had growing up? So this can be as simple as in first grade, I was the line leader and I loved this job because others looked up to me. Or it can be growing up, I was a lifeguard and I loved, I can't really think of anything I loved about lifeguarding because it was just, I love being out in the sun and having fun at 15. Um, but think about those jobs that you had whether you needed them financially, whether you needed them for financial aid, or you just needed some extra time in your schedule. Like what was your favorite out of all of those jobs that you have? Like I can think of exactly which one it was for me in college. I worked, I don't even remember my like snazzy title, but I basically just worked a desk in the student's organization center. So it's where all the student organizations would come in. They would fill out forms for the funding, all of that paperwork. They would work on posters. We had all of those like big um, butcher paper and a bunch of supplies. And I just was kind of like the front desk would help them print things, make copies, access to all of the things. And I loved that because I loved watching what all of the other organizations were doing and like getting my own ideas. And I also loved helping facilitate those passions that each different student organization had. Um, and then you can kind of keep asking yourself, like, why did I love that? Did I love it because of the money? Maybe. Did I love it because I also had a lot of free time for my schoolwork? Yes. But what else did I love about it? Keep, keep digging into that. The fifth question, what do you love doing in your current job? And I'm sure you can guess it, why? So of course, if you hate your current job, I understand that. Like everyone's in different places with their job, but I would encourage you to dig a little deeper. I'm sure you can find one thing in your current job that you love, even if it's not at all related to the title of your job. So if you are, so I'm an accountant. So if I'm an accountant, but I absolutely love the administrative side, this is not me, but for example, if I loved the administrative side of things and I loved helping organize the random event that we have to have with our client. And I loved that. Like I, even if I hated my job, I could still kind of dive into, okay, I really like the event planning part of my job, even though it's not really in my title, but it's kind of like this auxiliary thing that I have to do. Um, that is not a real example for me, but it just kind of gives you an idea of something you could look into. Um, if you're a nurse, for example, but you love charting the patients, like God bless you if you love that, but maybe it's the writing and reflecting and maybe there's something else that you can go into for that field. But, you know, keep asking yourself, why do I love this thing at my current job? It also makes you more grateful for the job that you have right now. Even if you're in a season of wishing you had a different job, you can still be grateful for where you are right now. The sixth question, 
what do your friends always ask you for help on and why? So are your friends always coming to you saying, Savannah, can you please help me with my to-do list? Like, I just feel so overwhelmed. How how can I not feel overwhelmed? And with all of the things on my to-dos, that's something like I get. Why are they asking me that? Okay, maybe I have a, a good capacity to get ish done and I can use that to help other women find that. Or Savannah, I can't figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Okay, maybe that is something, you know, like you guys were asking me, how do I figure this out? And so that's why I did this episode. But ask yourself, what are your friends coming to you on? Are you the expert for floral arrangements? Like, do all of your friends come to you when they need a floral arrangement for their mom for her birthday? And you go to the grocery store and you pick out like five different flowers and you put this beautiful arrangement together for them and they always come to you for that. Like maybe, maybe that's something you want to pursue or do they always come to you with help on their car? You're just like excellent at knowing when you need an oil change, when you need a tire change, like you're just so good at that and you can do it so quickly. Why are they coming to you that for that? Is it just you fall into this habit of always helping them? Or do you have this kind of like hidden talent? Question number seven. We're almost there. Keep hanging on, but keep asking yourself these questions. That's why I'm saying this one is a juicy episode. Come back to it and ask yourself these questions over the next like eight days. I think that would be an excellent way to do it. Take one question a day. So is there anything in your life that you've overcome? Trauma, addiction, grief, um, an illness, any of those things that you are now passionate about helping others overcome. And you can ask yourself why with this, but this also kind of helps you narrow down, is there something that you really are really, really called to? Like I know a nutritionist, for an example, Corinne, she was on the podcast and she has PCOS and didn't have a regular period. And she is so passionate about helping other women have a regular period, heal their hormonal imbalances, and just like loving their body and healing their body. And that is just a huge passion of hers. And that's a perfect job for her now. But if she hadn't asked her this question, herself this question, is there anything in her life that, you know, that she's overcome that she wants to share about now, she might not have had the job that she does now. And then the final question is, what do you lose track of time doing? And why? You, your first answer might be, I lose track of time watching Netflix. Okay. Dig a little deeper, girl. Dig a little bit deeper. What else do you lose track of time doing? When you're at work, what do you lose track of time doing? Maybe because it's a time suck or maybe because it's something that you really, really enjoy. For me, I'll lose track of time coaching new team members, helping them learn the new, the ropes, um, connecting with them, making sure that they're feeling connected with the group, making sure that they're understanding what they're doing, answering their questions. Like I will lose track of time. If I don't have a 30 minute block and like I'm really intentional, I could just talk to them for an hour, two hours, helping them with any questions that they have. So maybe that's a sign for me that I need to do something with mentoring or coaching, whether it is in my work like accounting work or something completely different. And with this last question, asking yourself why. I'm sure you caught on by now. Keep asking yourself why. 
And if you've noticed, just in the examples I've given you from my personal life, this theme of I lose track of time mentoring and coaching team members at work, it is something I love at my current job. It does fill my soul while I'm at work. And when I was a little girl, I dreamt of being a teacher. So for like four of those questions, I started to circle around the same idea. And while I don't know exactly what mentoring, coaching, teaching looks like for me right now, I kind of have a realm of ideas, right? Like I I have this field of things that I know that I'm good at and that I lose track of time doing and that I like doing that I can kind of start to explore. I'm not asking myself, what do I want to be when I grow up? And leaving it to a million different options. I'm saying, what do I want to be within this realm? And it's a lot easier to figure that out when you kind of containerize it and it's just in this smaller realm. While that's still really big, it helps you narrow it down and it helps your brain wrap around how to figure out what your dream job is. So those are the eight questions. Again, the first one, what fills your calendar? Second one, what fills your soul? Third, what did you dream of being when you were a little girl or a little boy? Four, what was your favorite job you had growing up? Five, what do you love doing in your current job? Six, what do your friends always ask you for help on? Seven, is there anything you've overcome that you're passionate about helping others with now? And eight, what do you lose track of time doing? And with all of those, you ask yourself why and you keep asking yourself why until you really get to the root of the question. Again, thank you so much for hanging out on this lily pad with me. It means the world to me. If you have it in it, if you have it in you to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, write a little blurb about why you love this podcast. You can picture me sitting here on my couch in my pajamas, smiling from ear to ear and with a full beaming heart, even having a little dance party because every review, every share on social media, every listen means the world to me and helps us reach other women just like us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you love this episode, I'd be honored if you shared it with a girlfriend. Like stop right now and text her the link or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. Together, we're building our network of lily pads. I'm so happy to hop through life together. Until next time.